Welcome to Catch and Release, a podcast project undertaken by more than 100 English 12 students from Sir Winston Churchill Secondary in Vancouver, BC. In these episodes, you'll be hearing about their memories, big moments from their lives, their regrets, and their dealings with mental health. We hope that after catching these stories, you find a way to release what's holding you back. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to Same People New Life, where we talk about the lives of people who has drastically changed over the years and invisible worlds that we do not know of that happen without us knowing. So, Angela, what are your opinions generally on, um, you know, refugees or people moving from one place to another based on the previous situation that they were in? I think that uh, refugees are just good people that have been placed in a bad situation. And um, I think um, I think it was a great thing to do when uh, Justin Trudeau had uh, um, let them, like a couple uh, thousands in. Refugees are really um, just people that are trying to start a new life in a great place, such as Canada. Now you pick you, what are your general opinions on refugees? Um, I believe it's a really sad situation for them because they have to change all their lifestyle and everything, but they're forced to do it. It's not really a choice, you know? So in regards to, um, you know, them changing their whole lifestyle, how, put yourself in that kind of situation, how would you feel if you, you know, the place you're living in was unsafe or unsanitary or whatever the occasion may be and had to move to a completely new place where it is safe or it is sanitary, but it's not your home. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that because you're used to living there and that's your home country and that's where you belong to. But being forced to just leave everything and maybe leave your family or maybe you don't even have a family anymore because of the situation in your country. So, uh, Ismail, um, what are your uh, opinions on this? Um, my opinion generally on, I wouldn't say refugee, because, you know, refugees are people, so they're not really a topic, but um, let's say, for example, the situation, um, you know, not only is it sad, but it's, you know, it's unfortunate what they are forced to deal with in, you know, in their everyday lives. Um, and not just that, but having having to leave your home country, for example, Syrian uh, Syrian refugee, having to leave your home country um, because it is controlled by um, you know an, a militant group that is not legally sanctioned and that is um, you know funded on its own cause and its own course, and to come to a place where you're not only subjugated to um, you know, discrimination because, and, you know, stereotypes and social, um, you, like, you will be seen as a outsider no matter what because um, of what you are seen as. Um, you're not seen as a person necessarily, you're seen as someone who could, is a potentially, you know, threat, and that is not how, you know, most people should be treated. And I feel that, you know, how we are treating refugees more recently is a lot different than what, it, what how they would be treated along, like, you know, let's say, for example, 30 years ago, because um, now, you know, usually people say, oh, it's 2019, we should respect all people. 
but you know, it's like everyone has their own opinion and having a different opinion is a lot more popular now. So when someone says they don't like refugees, a lot of people latch onto that idea because you know, it's different and not a lot of people have it. Um, and 30 years ago, um, for example, I remember when my dad was telling me how, you know, how he came and it was a lot easier for him, which is, uh, it was a lot easier for him to like, you know, integrate himself into society because he wasn't, he never really felt like he was an outsider. He just felt like, he kind of felt a warm welcome and it's, it's a little backwards how the times have changed where you feel that everyone should be equal now more than ever, but before it was a lot, you know, easier. But that's just my general opinion. I, I agree as well. Um, we should respect each other, especially um, refugees as they are um, immigrating onto, from uh, another country with um, hardships from the other side. Hello and welcome back to Same People New Life. Uh, my name is Ismail Mahmoud and I'm joined here by my dad. Dawood S. Um, and we're here just to talk about, you know, his experience moving from, you know, one place that he was used to and having to move from there to Canada. So um, I'd just like to start off, where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, a city called Baladwain and um, that was... Uh... Uh, in the middle of the country so uh, it was uh, life was okay until yeah, everything changes in 1990s and uh, then from that from that on and things uh, changed for my life change and um, I started um, after the uh, well, um, the war broke up um, everybody fled and everybody go out whatever they can go the next country mm -hmm. and um, uh, overall, you know, my life in that time was 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 fine. I was a young man, you know, growing up. But um, uh, on that, from that on, um, things were totally, totally upside down, and um, there was a lot of lot of uh, hiccups of um, war and destruction. Um, but um, and then we end up in Kenya, which is uh, a refugee camp which was um, a, a city called Leboya, which is, Leboya has two sides of it. One side was Kenya, the other side was Somalia. And the one side we came into the Somalia side and we had to cross to the Kenya side, uh, Kenya border. And um, and we stayed there quite some time around, uh, in, that was the time was in, the war, the war broke up and it started in 1989. Mm -hmm. And at that time when I, I finished high school, so, um, Coming 1990 in Kenya border uh, was uh, it was a little bit hard. It was tough. So, um, like, could you give us like some examples of like how it was tough? Well, I don't know if you can imagine, but uh, if you can imagine the, the destruction that happened in Somalia, it's uh, it's unimaginable. Uh, you know, um, people, young and old, you know, man and female, it doesn't matter. Everybody fled and everybody went to whatever close uh, country that they can get peace. And um, we traveled quite a long time, but uh, it took us almost uh, three or four months in between the city that I grew up until the uh, uh, Liboya, Kenya, which was sort of, uh, uh, the border of Kenya and Somalia. Um, so 
we know now like why you moved but you know how did it feel uh having to not only leave your family but um you know be on your own at first well at that time you don't think about first and foremost you don't think about um life you just a fleeing yeah there's uh everywhere you see it's there's um destruction there's uh life lost there you see you know people displaced um so you try to get uh what is the best where the best place that i can have safe um so there's that's the only option that you have so that you have to try whatever it may be or whatever option the option that you have is try to get the best place that you can have uh safe So safety was the number one priority. Safety was uh, uh, absolutely was number one, but you know, when you flee to your own place or get displayed, um, then you try to figure out what's uh, what's the alternative. Where, how you get to you know eat and stay and live and you know place to place travel and everything else. So uh, the peace was the important thing. And then after that, you will try to get what's your next, you know, meal coming from. Um, so when it comes to the actual, you know, logistics of moving uh, from, uh, you know, where you were, uh, what was like the process? Like how how were you able to move from where you were to Canada? Well, um, after we came to that uh, city. Um, we stayed there quite some time. So um, how, how long would you say? Uh, I would say a year, a year and a half. And uh, the process of me coming to Kenya, that's where they began again. And um, my wife, uh, at that time then we met uh, my wife there and then uh, we get married. And my wife had a, used to work at the time, United Nations, and we had it, um, you know, uh, she got a sponsor from uh, Canada and... Uh, Sweden and also Australia since she was the process where the process taking place which mm-hmm. is United Nation yeah and, um, and one of the either one of the uh, the United Nation employee who is given the um, uh, sponsorship said the best place you can go is the Canada and that's where she placed herself to go the process started um, so you know, Usually when, I mean, I'm just assuming, usually when people leave from one place to another, the idea of refugees usually has a lot of stigma around it. And now we see, you know, as you know, um, in Syria, there's a lot of um, hatred towards refugees. But that was, this is now. I want to know how it was back then. What was the stigma like? What were the people's attitudes towards you? Well, uh, for me, I wasn't. it wasn't that bad. But uh, we heard a lot of stories after everybody flees in, in the, back in the country. But um, I never experienced any uh, any harsh toward me at that time, other than the hardship itself. Mm-hmm. Because so it, it's harsh yeah. when you're in refugee. It's harsh. It's not a it's not an easy place to be. You know, or you know, you can say, oh yeah, this is a life that I can be living the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But um, but at the same time, it was. Uh, it was good to have a place, you know, that is safe. Uh, you know, when you are in the border, the, uh, mostly was 
uh, the United Nations took care of it, and you know, not as safety wise, but be- because we were in a country that's safe, mm-hmm. which is a Kenya at the time. Yeah. And uh, uh, the issue of me personally, I haven't had it, uh, you know, anything that you know attacked me or anything like that at that time, mm-hmm. other than one incident that you know happened in between. Uh, city to city that I was one time I had it uh, was coming from city and going the city that I was at that time in um, and um, uh, people will attack us in the middle of it but um, one guy that I was sitting beside it get hurt or killed yeah it's true it's true that uh, you know uh, things happen but it wasn't the, they didn't they didn't the person who was trying to was shooting it did not know the one they want to stop the, the the car that we were on and that's how the incident happened so did that not like make you like did that not give you any flashbacks or um you know after a while i still remember i still have that you know i remember still a person i still remember the way i was sitting and what it was and what they took it from me and um how that situation took place but you know, uh, that uh, after that, then my wife was already left. So uh, and um, she told me that's it. We no longer, we no longer, you no longer safe in there. So we can, you, know, you have to move from there. So that's the way she sent me her uh, sponsor and I left in 1991. So you know, 92, one of the years. Well, what was it like, you know, coming to Canada for the first time? Well. You know, usually people feel a lot of nostalgia or wanting something from home, even though where you left wasn't exactly safe at the time. But there's always something that people miss. Um, what would you say at that time you missed the most? Well, you miss everything. You miss your family. You miss where you grow up. You miss your friends. You miss people who you know. You miss the place that you were know most of your life. But at the same time, coming here the first time, in in <clears throat> excuse me in uh, 1993 uh was surprised it was really different everything was different people were different people uh the way they dress the way they talk the way the language the culture everything was different and were you did you speak you, did i you know didn't have uh, i didn't have much any English at all at the time. Oh, so it was more like a, like like conversations. Uh, no conversation at all. I can only say I think a couple <laughs> couple words that I had it probably was hello. Yeah. Not even hello. I think it was not hi, but hello. Oh, that hello. Probably yeah. Yeah. Like uh, when you answer the phone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it was it was it was different. Everything that I know back then. And to come in Canada was especially at that time was 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 uh, well that was in December it was snow on the ground I said what is this what was is that this? your first time seeing snow yes it was the first time Whoa, okay. so when I come into the airport a friend of mine picked me up in the airport and you know he said yeah this is we've been like this for whole last two weeks so December at the time was um, was uh, snow all on the ground at time. I couldn't believe it. This is a white thing. It's on the ground. It's just <laughs> snow. It's yeah. called snow. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was everything was different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So you know, after being there for a while, did it? How long did it take you to you know kind of get back into the the flow of a new life? Well, 
You know, when you come here and you have a family, at the time my first child was born. So my wife came in while she was pregnant and my first child was born in here. Um, and then, you know, I was a young guy at the time. So mm -hmm. I had to start a life, you know, right. uh, I have to, you know, start a building for my own life now because I'm no longer being back. Mm -hmm. So I have to go to school. I have to try to get a job. So first thing I had to start, I have to know how to speak the language. Yeah. And I went to school, learning school in downtown. And I was there for, I think, nine or eight months, I think, almost a year. Was and there like a translator or anything? Because I can imagine not being able to learn in like another language. Well, it was, there was no translator, no. no. It was just um, hear it, yep. uh, read it, or write it, and the teachers... Was experienced teachers, so they will try oh. to teach you, you know, so, your name, your address, your phone number, how to say to communicate with the others, how to say hello when you meet somebody or you meet friend, things like that. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, something that I you know always remember my um, first time I came here. So, and then I had to go to school after that. Then I had to go after a year of uh, learning English. I was. Uh, Try to get a job and get a job, and you know I was working. I was getting six fifty, which is a lot of money at that time. Yeah, six fifty in eight hours. Um, but um, you know everything was uh, slowly, slowly, gradually was uh, getting better. Getting better, and I had sometimes I was working twice, two jobs. Sorry, I was working two jobs, one graveyard, and the other ones were daytime. So um, and I was at the same time was going to school. So I, I get you know after a year. I catch up everything, you know, get get together. So, you know, looking back at all the things, you know, you've been through and, you know, having to move and um, experiencing all the things that you have, um, would you say that it's given you a new perspective and a new respect for, for some people who have to experience the same thing? Well, if you don't know, if you're not, if you're not experiencing things, such things like that, uh, it's you can't imagine. Yeah. You cannot. You cannot come to the, in your brain and say, you know, yeah, I can. I can imagine that because you have not been there. Yeah. So, uh, people who been get through those kind of stuff or trauma or you know wars, destruction. You know, it's 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 it takes a long time that process to come back. That person be normal. Mm -hmm. Some people may think, oh, yeah, it's only war, you know, they're killing themselves or things like that or some. No, it's uh, it is something that, you know, for long term, people, young people or even um, people who saw the destruction of their city, how it's been destroyed. Uh, it's 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 hard to process and think about it, you know, um, traumatizing. Yeah, right? exactly. So that that trauma, do, do you ever feel, you know, do you feel unsafe? I wouldn't say unsafe, but do you feel, um, do you ever get like, you know, relapses of, you know, experiencing it back then? And does that ever give you difficulty now, or have is this something that you've moved past? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been here over twenty six years, so I'm for sure I'm past. Yeah, that's that's gone. That's gone. So after talking about you know where you came from how it was moving from there to here is there any advice that you could give to someone who 
would have to not necessarily go through the same thing, but would be in your shoes back um, when you first came here or when you were first leaving? Well, um, the good thing is if you're here in Canada, there's a lot of um, agencies that helps you out, mm-hmm. you know, which is good because the new people, um, well, as soon as they came here, they think, oh, yeah, you know, it, the money will be there. No, there's no such thing as the money there. But the agency to, you know, give you a direction, whether if you're going to be uh, learning a language or, or find a job or things like that, which is which is absolutely great. But uh, the only thing that I advise is, you know, as long as you are in a safe place, you can do the rest of it. So you believe that, you know, you, you believe that as long as you're in the right place, you can do what's needed? Absolutely. Any other comments that you would like to make? Well, um, thanks for giving me the, uh, you know, opportunity to, uh, you know, interview me, <laughs> which is um, great. Um, that's the life that we went through when I was young. Probably the same age, maybe probably a few years older than you when I get through all that stuff. But, um, but other than that, you know, so long, let's try in the world to have safe place. So I think everything will be fine. If everybody have a safe place or how about to be a safe place, uh, I think everything will be fine. Well, um, I just want to say thank you um, for not only sharing your story, but um, giving us a sort of direct um, insight to what you had to experience. And uh, it may have been hard, but you came out a great person. And I really appreciate you for um, allowing me to interview you. Um, and yeah, this has been the same people new life. As you just heard, the story my dad just told was not an easy one to tell. He gives us a great insight to refugees and the invisible worlds that they live in. This brings me to the conclusion that refugees are the same as you and I. They just come from harsher places with harsher realities. We are the same. I would like to give a huge thanks to my dad for sharing his story because that must not have been easy. And him telling me gives me a greater respect for him. I would also like to thank Lynette and Amit for editing this. And I would also like to thank the rest of my group members for giving their insight on what they believe refugees are. Finally, I would also like to thank Freestown for giving us the sounds that we used in this podcast. If you would like to listen to our podcast again, you can find us at https colon slash slash catchandreleasepodcast.home.blog backslash. Thank you. Stay safe. Come again. This has been Same People, New Life.